Molly and I have been talking about this and we're gonna <laughs> mention this just briefly but we have had a hard time recording season two episode one because we knew we wanted to do a mini series about the 90s but well first we were just gonna do one episode about the 90s and then we were like there's no fucking way that we, we can, can only everything. do one episode about the 90s it's, it's too literally much. our decade you know yeah I, mean, um, I feel like we're gonna have to do the same thing about the 2000s exactly like- we're gonna have to do a mini series about the 2000s mm-hmm. because we have so much to review. There's so much that we love. It's really hard to narrow down choices when you have a decade's worth of material to choose from. Right. That was really formative for you. Yeah. So we did polls on our Instagram. We asked friends like what they thought, but at the end of the day, it's still so hard to choose a, a handful of movies, TV shows and albums, records, whatever. Um, and I have ADD. And I have ADD. So it's very hard for us to pick one thing and then not accidentally start talking about 25 other things so we just have to budget that in our episodes and say to ourselves, okay you know what this episode is going to be about movies yeah and we're going to talk about all of the movies and we may start talking about tv and then we can like talk about and we're gonna go from you know thing to thing and that's okay (laughs) that's okay (laughs) on that note hello 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 welcome back welcome back. <laughs> how high can we make our voices probably pretty high yeah. i'd actually say um welcome to somewhat decent reviews i'm laura and i'm molly and we're in season two here we are we've made it to season two and we are really excited about today's episode really excited to offer you a little bit of a different format if i will oh yeah how how so well because we're gonna talk about one time period and we're going to talk about just a few topics in that time period and do a little mini series so it's a little different than what we've done in the past yeah we love mini mini series we love a good mini series. We love a mini series. We are going to name this uh mini series All Out 90s. All Out 90s. Which I think is probably like a playlist or something some kind of mix mm. mix CD that you can probably still buy on eBay. Oh yeah, totally. Now that's what I call 90s. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Podcast 90s. <laughs> we can go so many directions. We could go that. a lot of directions. Anyways, I'm really yeah. excited to talk about the 90s because that was the decade I was born in. And it was not the decade I was born in. <laughs> when you were but only two. I was very young at the start of the 90s. So I really did go through all of elementary school and into middle school in the 90s. So yeah. So for anybody who was born in the 80s that's listening to this, this episode will not be the type of nostalgia. I mean, it'll be nostalgic for you because you lived through it, but you were probably an older kid than we were right. or a young teenager if you were like a teen in the 90s. So this is more like, we're doing this from the perspective of two kids. In the yeah. 90s. So maybe we should name it all out nineties kids from, yeah. <laughs> from a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, my God. Well, yeah. but I think it's a cool perspective to offer because when you, as you know, you're a preschool teacher mm-hmm. and like who dreams more and bigger and has a better imagination than the like kids, little kids. Yeah. Right. So we were little kids in the nineties. So I think like the things that we were watching and encountering, they were like, how we built our imagination and so formative. So yeah, I'm stoked to talk about these things. Well, let's get into it. Let's freaking dive into it. Um, 
we're starting <laughs> off with a movie that we both watched together um we did. a couple weeks ago with um some buds do you know what's funny what i'm realizing about this movie right now is that yes it was made in the 90s but you and i both saw it like Recently. a week ago or yeah. like two weeks it ago. was a 90s movie we hadn't yet seen so take that into consideration it's called strictly <laughs> ballroom strictly ballroom what year of the 90s did it come out in was it 95 let's put a guess on it I'm, I'm guessing it was 95 i'm guessing 93 okay okay who's right 1992 so i'm right right <laughs> close right on the money almost okay almost there yeah so this movie came out in 1992 who's it directed by laura baz baz baz, baz lerman baz yeah. lerman one of my faves i uh, yeah. you know i had a brain fart it's i know been a you were day. excited when you found out that he directed it at the at the theater so i give it to you i was a big moulin rouge fan as a kid mm-hmm. even though it was so chaotic to watch that i like almost had a panic attack the first time i saw it but totally. we still loved it because i was like i don't know like eight yeah I and i mean let's think about this too like another unbelievable 90s classic which we're not like going into as much detail today but was a hugely formative movie for me, Romeo and Juliet with exactly. Leo and Claire. Also Baz Luhrmann. Also Baz Luhrmann. And that movie is so good. I, Such a good movie. You got to watch it. We can talk about that it. at another point. We, but we love Baz. Yes, Baz we love Baz. Baz um, however the fuck you say his name. He's an yeah. Australian guy, right? He is an Australian guy. And um, so this movie is set in Australia, yeah. which is cool. And it's all about friggin' ballroom dancing. Yeah, I had never um, really watched a movie about ballroom dancing that mm-hmm. was also such a comedy. Like, it's definitely, it's such a fucking weird movie. I think it was it one is. of his earlier, I think it was, I think he might have gotten more well-known from this movie. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's pre, pre-Romeo pre and Juliet, pre- it's one of his, uh, one of his first, earliest I movies. One yeah. of his earliest Oh my God. I was going to say, you know how they do in best in show, mm-hmm. they do like interviews and kind of little vignettes. Mm-hmm. This movie read like that a lot for me. And yeah. it kind of seemed that we, we were seeing like behind the scenes or yeah, why people did what they do. And it was interesting. It it's, was good. It's basically the premise is about this small dance school that's run by a couple and well, really the wife of the couple. The wife and, and her like gay best friend. And her gay bestie. Her her. <laughs> She's a fat hag, I guess, if you, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's run by this couple, by the wife in the in the couple. The dad like was a ballroom dancer, but like she just kind of like railroads over him now because she's a diva and she wants to be she's want to wants to be in charge. She's everything. like also so obsessed with winning that yeah. she has her son who is good at ballroom dance too, and she's like pushing him so hard and it kind of comes out that oh she and her husband this kid's dad were ballroom dancers when they were young and they like ended up not being able to do the final big competition so she's like really wants her son to to do it and win it and yeah she's like it's obsessed like, with that it's like a, a classic uh you know unrealized dreams story where like there's you know a dance mom or in this case a a true dance mom, a ballroom mom, mm-hmm. um, is trying to kind of realize her, the, her failed dreams, you know? And so it's, but it's also, it's so, it's such a quirky weirdo of a movie. Everybody in the movie is totally weird in yeah. really awesome ways. It's so hard to describe unless you watch it, but it's just such like an offbeat comedy that, um, 
just is made so much better by the fact that they all have really ridiculous Australian accents. Yeah. One of my favorite parts is, um, of course, as so many movies in the nineties, there was a makeover scene. Right. So like, I loved, I like love a good makeover scene. We saw them everywhere in the nineties. So it's really cathartic. It's super cathartic. Right. So we take this girl who's kind of like (laughs) very beautiful. She like literally just has frizzy hair and glasses Mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh my God. God, she's look hideous. at her. She's an ogre. And then, and then at one point, he's like, can you dance without your glasses? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and then she never puts them back on for the rest of the movie. And I was oh like, bitch, wait a second. Like, can you go? see? Can you like, see anything? We Are didn't... you wearing contacts? Yeah. We didn't see a contact. Because I don't wear my glasses and I shouldn't be driving. Yeah. Let's exactly. just say that. Well, it's just funny, too, because like there's just no mention of her glasses never, again. No ever. whisper of them. It's like she just like moved on to contacts. Yes, but, like, or your parents they were just for show initially because yeah. she wanted people to think she was smart who the heck knows dude anyways anyways fran goes from duckling to swan or yeah. whatever goose to swan i don't know what they say but uh, gosling to, to goose i'm not sure <laughs> i'm making an analogy out of nothing really but um she really transformed she transforms and the her story <laughs> it's like her success story where she's like not a great dancer when she starts out she's kind of like learning everything and then she kind of falsely confidently signs up for something then gets in over her head but she's like you know what I'm gonna prove them wrong and then it's like this classic story of like success where she winds up finding herself falling in love right proving the dance mom wrong Mm -hmm. and she always believed in herself but everybody else was like the haters it was kind of rough everybody was like so mean to her and I was like you guys she's actually good she's just great and confident in herself and you just have to trust the process you know trust the process anyways great movie great movie good recommend I just really recommend recommend. it it was quite funny and quite unexpected and we watched it in like an outdoor movie night thing it's it's got a cult following strictly ballroom apparently It's, it's been yeah a fan favorite since it came out but i i hadn't i had heard of the name but i hadn't mm-hmm. heard anything about it i thought strictly ballroom was like a serious movie about dance <laughs> and then i didn't watching know it was it, a comedy either yeah um it's definitely like molly said like it's definitely a comedy in the same vein as like the spinal tap and you know um airplane best in show best in show movies like that kind of ensemble cast mm-hmm. that's just all really good at riffing off of each other and it's yeah. it's t- it, you find it hilarious and it's funny and it's a comedy but it's not billed that way when you you know yeah yeah start watching it um you think it was way more serious I know it was good yeah so I love it classic we love good freaking classic yes oh you know are are you interested in a segue yeah okay so earlier we were talking about Romeo and Juliet right by Baz Luhrmann and um obviously that is a spin on Romeo and Juliet by Shakespeare but clueless another movie that we want to talk about from the 90s is also based on the Shakespeare play. I feel like every time you mention that a movie from the 90s or whenever is based on a Shakespeare play, like my mind is blown because I yeah. just like, I'm like, did Ten I never things read? things I hate about you is also based on, yeah. it's the taming of just the true. every, which I need to talk about that. So I'm going to talk about a couple movies. Ten things but I hate about you is so good. I wanted to talk about Clueless. I had well, no actually, idea. Well, actually Clueless isn't Shakespeare. Sorry, we should rewind that. Clueless okay. is based okay. on Emma the story what? of Emma, right? Oh my God, you're Wait. right. I think it is. It's based on Jane Austen's Emma. That's wild. Anyways, okay. So we are going to talk about Clueless because Clueless was one of my favorite movies. Came out in 1995, um, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. It's a. It's just a classic. It was one of my mom's favorite movies. And 
It's written and directed by Amy Heckerling. Actually, on my other podcast that I have with my brother that we haven't released yet, which is about strictly uh, romantic comedies, we reviewed Clueless. And um, we spent a long time talking about how much it meant to my family growing up because me and my brother watched it many, many times. And my mom is always, you know, quoting Clueless Mm -hmm. here and there, you know, at funny moments. Um, But yeah, I think it was just like such a formative movie of my youth. Um, There's so many great one-liners from it. It's such a ridiculous plot, basically just this should we read a should we read a synopsis? I feel like every freaking person has seen Clueless. Has anybody not seen Clueless? If you haven't if you seen Clueless, like turn literally this off just and go, go watch, watch it. it right yeah. Now. Watch that as the priority instead of this podcast. Yeah. Um, but you can give a summary if you want. I mean, I don't yeah, I don't feel like we need to give a summary for Clueless. I just there's mm-hmm. so many elements of it that um everything from like her mo- her mom dying from a liposuction thing which yeah. is like really sad but it's also like so LA which is like where it's set and <laughs> so like rich LA that ritzy LA that like it's it's like a comical aspect of it even There's... though it's like a really sad aspect of it but her yeah. mom's like her dad his like really intense lawyer vibes mm-hmm. like get out of my chair you know he's yeah like... he's like an Italian he sounds like he's from New York but yeah. he's he's like from California one of my favorite parts and one of the most iconic scenes in my mind, and it was like such a dream life, was her little computerized oh closet. God. Do you remember? I think that? everybody like lost their fucking mind. Holy crap! When I saw that. Like, we were like, "Are you kidding?" That was when computers were not. They just weren't. You couldn't. You that couldn't was just cool. have one that in was, your bedroom no, like that. Yeah. No, that one. And this is also where I first heard about suck and blow oh the God. game. Do you remember at the <laughs> yes. party? They all were just doing suck and blow. And mm-hmm. I was like a classic high school party. <laughs> scene. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So good. I think like Clueless was a really great movie for Cher's character. So like you love to hate her. You hate mm-hmm. to love her. She's but in the end, she's very endearing, but you're just kind of so annoyed by her at different points. And then she's got D, her best friend, who's like the oh my gosh, you know, yeah. voice of reason, but also has her own shit. And Murray, who's like he was, a ridiculous and dude. who played Murray? Because he Donald went, Faison. He went on to do actor, like yeah. a lot of stuff. Scrubs. He's yeah. been in a lot. Yeah. He's so good. He's like baby Donald Faison, Alicia Silverstone, who mm-hmm. also was in, she was in Excess Baggage, another like yeah, late another 90s, story. early 2000s maybe um she was like such a heartthrob you know like such, such a heart babe oh yeah big big deal and then freaking Brittany Murphy R.I.P yeah, what Brit. a great role she was in Drop Dead Gorgeous another classic from the 90s this was such an early film for Brittany Murphy too yeah. and like I look at her and I'm like she's so cute and mm-hmm. gorgeous and like her cute little hair oh, yeah and yeah. in Clueless share classic talk about classic makeover makeovers exactly that is such a <laughs> such a the entire movie is about Cher deciding that she's gonna make over Brittany Murphy and you know from zero to hero and oh uh, and then Brittany Murphy you know eclipses Cher in popularity for a oh, short time no. and Cher loses her mind you yeah, know no because it's all about like <laughs> social gr- society and you know class it's and- all she has Laura yeah it's it's all she, she has, has. anyways <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about we talked about Clueless, but then you mentioned another movie, and I was like, I have to talk about that. Which what was one? It? Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh my god! Dude. So I really want to talk about Ten Things I Hate About it's You. It's so good. <laughs> How can we talk about Clueless and not that? I mean, and we talked about like 
just iconic movies based on plays yes. or books or another like okay so probably my favorite rom-com of all time is 10 things i hate about you I and i that. can't talk about the 90s without talking about 10 things i hate about you because it came out in 1999 the oh, last year of the 90s <laughs> it made it it came out march 31st 1999 and it had a 13 million dollar budget which like was small even in the 90s for like how huge it grossed 60 million so call that a successful movie it was also filmed not far it was filmed in seattle yeah yeah Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool a part of it was filmed in seattle um also a really funny movie with like just the right amount of it was just a true Mm rom-com you know there's not a lot like them now they don't make them like they used to no they don't but yeah, I feel like so many of the 90s rom-coms were like my root for like all of the things that I find endearing now. And it just was such a great movie. Just yeah. the dynamic. I mean, young Heath, Heath Ledger, young Julia Stiles. Oh, yeah. I love Julia Stiles. And this was like she was taking off at this time mm-hmm. and went on, obviously, you know, Save, Save the, the Last, last Dance. Dance. <laughs> oh just like the best so good i love that she's still working now she's still in some tv shows she's yeah. in a lot of tv i've noticed recently but yeah it was a great it was a great movie it was a lot about i just love how they they pitted the characters of the i don't give a shit mm-hmm. daria attitude with the i'm really obsessed with popularity and social you know yeah. it just i feel like the thing about clueless and the thing about 10 things i hate about you and the thing about so many 90s movies is that it really focuses on the social dynamics of teenagers in a way that like hadn't necessarily been really mm-hmm. explored in the 80s in the same ways in the 70s so yeah. a lot of 90s movies are just like really really hyper focused on kind of like social social all the different social aspects of like being a teen and trying to fit in and mm-hmm. you know we st- every de- every decade has their teen coming of age stories but the 90s had some real gems with their I mean it was also really brutal a lot of the 90s movies were brutal but they were also really good and funny and leave it to the 90s to just insert like some iconic um song numbers in random places (laughs) the soundtrack to uh 10 things i hate about you and clueless were both great soundtracks Mm -hmm. like both hold up listening to those soundtracks is awesome i was gonna say that we watched another 90s movie called reality bites together oh my god and that one's so good that soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks is super nostalgic for me my mom had that was one of the few cds that my mom had in her car and i would be picking she would be picking me up from school when I was like I don't know six or something and reality bites mm-hmm. would be playing the soundtrack would be playing non-stop for like months and months and so I know that whole soundtrack by heart and anytime I hear one of the songs on that soundtrack or anytime I watch that movie it's just the nostalgia just floods me mm-hmm. um so my three recommendations if you're gonna watch <laughs> three movies from the 90s are reality bites 10 things I hate about you and clueless which you know in a way they're all kind of in the same vein i'm they really starting to think similar. about you and i in the way that what kinds of media and stuff we're drawn to mm-hmm. right and so like obviously to all of our listeners out there we don't watch like horror films mm-hmm. we don't watch like 
hardcore heavy action or like really intense drama type things as often but not as often yeah yeah but But, like remembering things of the 90s like we remember those movies because they were so fun I mean I remember the ring but did I like have to run to the bathroom I feel like the ring wasn't in the 90s was it no I think the the ring came out in like like 2002 wow maybe it was I don't know I was young I have no internet too young to watch it I was definitely too young and I was like in middle school or high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause so my movies that I wanted to talk about were also in the same kind of vein in terms of like love, mm-hmm. but it's funny. Cause I think you, those movies that you talked about, they were, I think made for people who were like in their twenties, thirties in that time. Right. Mm-hmm. The movies that I watched in the 90s were movies that were made for like people in their 40s and 50s because I was like watching (laughs) movies with my mom and dad. And so my favorite movies from the 90s are like while you were sleeping. Yeah. And uh, one fine day that you watched. Well, they were in their father of the bride. Like, oh, you know, so those were those are my favorites. Those feel good family movies because like similar to your family my family like we we were a pretty tight family we mm-hmm. like to sit and watch movies together and movies that we could like all agree on were typically ones where it wasn't like super intense action or, or super, super intense focused. sad yeah. or yeah it was just fun and easy to yeah. watch and you know some of the the like faves were these like we were talking about earlier classic duos mm-hmm. of you know movies people did together like tom hanks and meg, meg ryan, ryan were just yeah. in a bunch of movies together like you've got mail and we have what oh, sleepless in seattle mm-hmm. um but meg ryan honestly oh was just so iconic in the 90s like when she harry met icon. sally yeah was that the 80s or the 90s when harry met sally I think harry met sally um, we need to look that up yeah you got mail was absolutely the 90s totally. it's one of my favorites it's like ridiculous like i hate all the characters in it they all it's suck super- um watching it as an adult I'm like oh I'm like horrified at their behavior but I did come up with my favorite bad band name from watching Meg Ryan movies in the in the 90s which is Meg Ryan's 90s haircut because literally google Meg Ryan 90s and just her haircut is just iconic it's so good we were talking about all the most terrible bad uh man ryan's hair really was like she had that really funny little she short had thing. like fucking short that... bangs that were all over her head that were flipped out with gel on the top What's and the then movie? like a bob on the bottom where she went to oh my god dude and the movie where she went to france french kiss mm. <laughs> i have it on dvd right there on the shelf next on my <laughs> list that's on the list next on my it's list. pretty bad it's good but yeah meg ryan meg she Ryan's was just like a been... staple of the 90s staple of the 90s michelle pfeiffer George Clooney are blondes you know blonde bombshells yeah Julia Roberts Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock she was another those those were my faves my fave 90s people yeah um pretty woman what pretty woman dirty dancing that was not that was 80s and that was 80s yeah well pretty Mm. woman and then Julia Roberts was huge too yeah it was like oh yeah 1989 is when Harry Met Sally came Mm. out just missed it just missed the cuss and then Yes, you know, One Fine Day, we recently watched Mm -hmm. um, great film, great movie. It's about parenthood and it's about falling in love after divorce. And it's about like- And falling in love on one day together when you both are very mean to each other all day. And very stressed out. And very stressed out. Yeah. 
And it was interesting. I was like, I think I looked at you at one point and I was just like, what a great lesson to be teaching. Like young people, yeah. these, these two are really rude to each yeah. other. Like they say very mean and hurtful things. And then at the very end, we're just supposed to believe that they both are like, actually, I love you, even though you've been so mean to me and really insulted me all well, day long. Well, that's what we talked about in a previous episode when you were watching your sick movie, The Turning Point. Oh, yeah, is that Cutting what Edge. The Cutting Edge. The, the Turning, turning Point. point. The, dance movie. the sick movie. <laughs> oh my God. The, yeah. the Cutting Edge is that like so many 90s yeah. movies were built upon this masochistic idea of love being something where you like hate someone so much and you're at your each other's throats and you've got all this witty banter that you it like cuts people yeah. cuts each other down and then at the end of the the movie you just love them you you're just, just like jump their bones and it's fine like, I know you've been so cruel to me and you tried to kill my dog but I love you yeah. it's the it's I can't nuts. help but loving you idea oh, a phenomenon of the 90s and that was so unhealthy it was it's so like, unhealthy no. now we wonder why people in our generation have like fucked up about re- in relationships yeah. and we're like not we do not do well it's because we you want to so know conditioned why so many millennials fall in love with uh people that are unattainable or and avoidant <laughs> mean the avoidant mm. like hot person is like such a 90s phenomenon and do you know why so many people like fall into that trope because they watch these movies and they were like oh that's, that's who's how, hot yeah that's how people you that's how you're supposed to act if you want to attract a partner yeah is like real mean and yeah. abrasive and right. rude or just like <laughs> ghosting and not showing up for oh people and not being communicative and talking through your issues yeah and then and expecting just, like, people are just gonna like put up with it and be like oh well you know they're just they're just doing but we thing. just love each other we just love each other so they can be really mean to me and say really hurtful things but yeah. we just love each other so that's one thing we learned Gross. that we don't love about 90s movies <laughs> but it's also something that it's just like it's fucking in my bones from mm-hmm. watching that like I it brings me back when I watch a 90s movie I just it the nostalgia is real because it's, that is in almost every 90s love story yeah. is that behavior it's nuts I'm glad that um Gen Z is changing things for the better and mm-hmm. um hopefully younger millennials are not gonna make movies and media that is perpetuating this idea anymore and I do think millennials are kind of like I mean technically the gen xers and boomers are the ones that made those movies because they were adults when you Mm -hmm. know creative adult creatives so really they're the ones with the issues and we're just the ones watching them and like the unfortunate recipients of the challenge anyhow what else (laughs) do we want to talk about with 90s movies there's a lot to say i mean it was also a big time for like action films right like speed came out and die hard was happening braveheart braveheart yeah i mean like I'm thinking about those two. I feel like the 90s was such a time of formula building in Hollywood where they 100%. were like, okay, we know the formula for a blockbuster What's family sell. Yeah. movie. We know the formula for a blockbuster movie that's going to attract like young men or like adventure lovers or adrenaline junkies. These, you know? Yes. And they just fucking pumped them out they did and they do that now but instead of doing it in the same way because everything's done before because the 90s pumped them out and did Mm -hmm. it for them they now just do sequels and franchises yeah action movies are 
Marvel or DC comics right. and they're just sequel after sequel after spinoff after spinoff and there's yeah. way more focus on TV and long it's form franchise yeah and franchise and that was what the 90s was really good at is developing yeah. those concepts that would later become long-standing franchises totally I feel like nowadays it's mostly miniseries or yeah. like docu-series short series because people are like they don't have the attention, span. Have the attention span to sit for two hours or an, even an hour and 50 minutes often but they will but what's so funny is, is that we will yeah. sit and watch six episodes of a show exactly but for some reason it's different because it's like cap encapsulated it's the way that you package it and so yeah yeah, it's interesting because you look at cinema you look at movies um of because we're talking just about movies if we're taking a little Mm -hmm. swipe out of the 90s we're talking about the movies of the 90s (laughs) and you look at the movies of the 90s compared to the movies of the 70s and 80s and -hmm. they were just like this the move it's it's like each decade just got a little bit quicker pace mm-hmm. right so the 70s just you know I feel like a lot of cult movies were just getting started in the 70s and the 70s was like a heyday for a lot of like American filmmakers Italian French right. things like that 60s and 70s tropes were starting to be established exactly in like the 70s in and 80s. yeah mm-hmm. and then you know the 80s there was a lot of big blockbuster action movies but they were like you know, or there was dirty dancing, there was love stories and just, there was a little bit, it was a little bit more, the pacing was a little bit more plotting through, you know, and Mm -hmm. getting, you know, kind of like a fully fleshed out story that took a little while to get there. And then the nineties, it was just kind of like, they were like, okay, we know we need to sell things. This is how we sell things. We're going to make everything in your face and it's going to be exactly (laughs) cap. It's like capitalism. It's like late stage capitalism. And by now it's just like, well, we've lost all attention span there's no we're like goldfish so yeah we're gonna make something that's so short that everybody can get through it no matter what you're doing and everybody's distracted yeah. and on their phones while they're watching stuff anyways so we're just gonna make it short format right now or they're gonna make things that are so like um intense yes. that you can't look away exactly. like they're doing like, like such intense mad true true crime or mad max or yeah. movies with like really jarring themes or really like intense romance and sex scenes like yeah. I've never seen as much like nakedness on tv as I have in the last like five or ten years I mean it's yeah, fine it's, it's just it's wild. great but it is I'm wild like, comparatively I, I, I was a kid with... people were so mad about any like I was like I never even saw a butt yeah. <laughs> as a kid yeah yeah it was infrequent I mean it just depends what you were watching yeah totally kid, I mean I... I did watch Dirty Dancing so yeah I, I can't, still can't believe it. it took me so long to watch Dirty, Dirty Dancing. That was one you know of what my else? saddest things. You know what else took me a really long time to watch? Well, I still haven't watched it. It's Braveheart, which is one of your faves. You haven't watched Braveheart. I fall asleep in the first five minutes well, pretty much every time I watch it. it is pretty boring. Yeah, Braveheart <laughs> and The Patriot both came out at the same time, but or around the same time, and they were both like similar type war movies. But yeah, yeah. Braveheart, Mel Gibson. Obviously, this is just like a classic movie, right? Yeah. Like, um, I literally have it on VHS sitting on my shelf right there, and it came in one of those two box sets. You had it to. Was so long. It was so long. Yeah. yeah, but I watched this movie with my dad, right? right. And, um, and yeah, definitely a pretty intense movie to watch when you're a kid. I mean, you think I I probably watched it when in 1998 or nine, and I'm like. 11 or 12 so I was young and there is a lot of like gruesome war fighting themes yeah but I wanted so badly to like be with my dad and hang out with him while watching it that we would do that and I would close my eyes and you know have my little face over like yeah you know I 
someday maybe i just have a really hard time watching mel gibson i just Honestly, really really dislike him <sighs> yeah i don't really like him don't, either. i don't think there's an actor that i dislike more than mel gibson i'm sure really? i'll take that back but at this point in time mm-hmm. he's my least favorite actor so you know Will I watch Braveheart? Can't say. I mean, honestly, some people may say, you have to. You're really missing out. A classic in American cinema. But I say, meh. Yeah. Like, do live your life. You don't have to. Um, Okay. Another thing, another avenue I would love to take here in the 90s is musical movies right like we got sports movies like mighty ducks yeah dude um yeah musical movies the wedding singer yeah but i don't know i just loved those the the musical movies the sister act came out um like cinderella with brandy right? oh that yeah one, dude. Selena, we had a wedding singer. I'm just looking at a list now. Newsies came out. That was like live action. So good. Johnny Depp, the crybaby in 1990. Oh yeah, crybaby. Dude, there's some really good with the bodyguard, which has um Whitney. Whitney Houston, which is funny because we were recently watching Shania Twain documentary, Mm -hmm. who was obviously an amazing country music person in the 90s also an amazing product of the 90s amazing product of the 90s but anyways her one song the one song they were like shania twain this is the best selling female record like of all time this song oh, gosh. and it was because i looked it up and they were like oh you're still the one you still the one i run to mm-hmm. you know okay so they said in this documentary that this is the number one song um in the 90s and and it has ever ever been downloaded whatever but then i looked it up and it said that whitney houston's the body i will always love yeah. you is actually the winner but maybe it doesn't count because it's on a soundtrack not an album right which we thought was stupid it's dumb so really we're gonna give it to whitney because we're on team whitney Houston yeah whitney on this one number one shania twain number two and that's okay they're both awesome so but yeah the bodyguard was such an amazing movie what um, other what other ones i think do you it's really about, like though? i think it's really just like the concepts that came from the 90s that yeah. like, like when you think about 90s movies what did they have in common what kind of defines a decade what were the movies that defined that decade you know mm-hmm. and i think one of the things we talked about was the rom-coms of the 90s were super big right Mm -hmm. rom-com behavior really influenced our growing up and the ways in which we interact in relationship Mm -hmm. for the worse probably not for the better because it kind of taught these unhealthy ideals there was also a lot of action that was like coming into play in the 90s that kind of paved the way for the action movies that we get now that are Mm -hmm. like the majority of blockbusters are action movies you know it's wild and that started in the 90s really Mm-hmm. 80s and 90s but most mo- a lot of them came out in the 90s try to think of what else there is about the 90s that kind of I, I mean politically it was like Bush the Bush and Clinton era oh my god yeah, well no it was that? the Clinton era the Clinton, Clinton era. era yeah so you know the, the climate of politically was shitty I mean the Clintons were not great rough yeah and sex scandal plagued the oval office we had sex scandals in in the oval office yeah yeah Yeah, it was a wild time a wild wild time time we were just kids and we were just little kids yeah so that's the other thing is like maybe we didn't see because you know if you look on like lists of best movies of the 90s you see like schindler's list or like legends of the fall i know and these really intense movies movies i mean but a lot of people i think probably would argue yes they are right in terms of like 
cinema, like yeah. I'm maybe influenced yeah. or quality of well, film. Well, yeah, quality of film. Right. I mean. But that doesn't mean that it's that gonna what we were. spark the interest of a nine-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So really, yeah, yeah, there was a lot. It's hard to not talk about TV when you talk about movies. I know, because, well, we we do want to talk about the twin phenomena. Yeah. You know, we were talking about, like... Yeah, let's talk about the twin phenomena, because that's another part of the 90s that really happened in movies. We got really into twins. I think that it was Mary-Kate Nash that did it. Mary-Kate and Ashley were the root, and then that really took off. I have a philosophy about the twins and like which one was your favorite like which twin was your favorite did you like mk or a i had a really hard time because i knew that i was more of an mk but i really wanted to be an a oh really interesting okay yeah i always liked mk way more mary kate always wanted to be mary kate way more and i have this philosophy that if you were a mary kate you're gay (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious Uh, Um, because ashley was like the one that was way more girly and mary kate was way more sporty in my mind yeah i guess (laughs) how i interpreted i think it was more that mary kate was edgy and kind of chaotic and ashley was like actually refined and put together i mean maybe as adults but we didn't know that when they were like little kids their vibes were different really that was the vibe that they gave off was that like mk had the adhd and mary and ashley was the one who like Virgoed everything well that's so wild because here we are realizing firsthand in the moment how you can have different interpretations of things because that's never like how I read it right I always read it as as Ashley was like the one who was I guess maybe it's the same thing Ashley was the one who's like a little bit more like good at school smart like well dressed put together she was really elegant yeah and and Mary Kate was like much as a tween could be way more playful and goofy and silly and sporty and like adventurous yeah yeah now we know that they just chain smoke and look like little elves oh my god and date men that are like 30 or 40 years older than them yeah it's wild how far they've come but are you kidding me though like think about that they were moguls they were they were born into fame basically from the time they were born they were like baby child baby actors and went on and were in the limelight forced into roles of like major decision-making major like financial decision-making when they were like pretty young they opened up their own production company so then they were like managing that whole situation I mean I don't know how much was their team and how much was that but they definitely were forced to do a lot of it because they had to do franchise they were the face they were the face of it but yeah that I mean they I would love I'm really excited for the future Mary Kate and Ashley documentary that will be made maybe when they're in their 50s because they'll never they'll never sign off on it because they're private they're people. very private now but i can't wait for some like i don't know renegade filmmaker to make a documentary about let's them. do it they it'll just be do you want to do it people. how about we call carly we team up and we should get, get carly, carly in <laughs> let's do it dude carly, i bet carly would be down carly we want to make a mary kate and ashley documentary carly i think that this could be just big break. just as influential as anything else it could be our collective big break our collective big break oh my god in our 30s in our Um, 30s well okay well mkna we're coming for you oh funny side note my friend um that i used to teach skiing with actually went to elementary school and middle school with mary kate ashley and what were they like i know i always ask that um (laughs) i uh, my friend said that they were like perfectly nice i think that they were like maybe a grade or two above 
above her. I mean, she like, said how she went to their house one time. Go to school. Though? I don't know. I think they were only in school, probably occasionally. Yeah. 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 Who knows? I mean, could you imagine that life? Ugh, yeah. God. Moving on from MKNA, we wanted to talk about the twin phenomenon. Right. So, so let's backtrack because MKNA <laughs> were the root, and then following MKNA's success came a remake of The Parent Trap, where Lindsay Lohan starred as twins. I know. So we, which we kind of honestly fucking have... she deserves an Oscar for that movie. She had to do two completely Don't at me. She had to do completely different characters. One with a British accent. She was probably like 10 years old. Yeah. Probably 12, actually. Maybe 14. Um, she did a great freaking job. And that movie was where I remember hearing the song L is for the way yes. you look at me. And it was like one of my faves. And yeah, I always remember that scene. Natasha Natasha Richardson played her mm. mom. Anyways, classic remake of The Parent Trap. Um, arguably, to me, better than the original, but I know that the original yeah. is also a classic. I just loved mm-hmm. uh, I just loved everything about The Parent Trap remake. Um, so that was another twin movie of the 90s. Yeah. And then we had Sister Sister with Tia and Tamara. A good TV and show. Great TV show. Not a movie, but they uh, really continue that twin phenomenon if you can think of any other twins of the 90s please yeah dude i'm Hit sure there's up. tons right like twins of the 90s let's look it up oh my god twins in the 90s wow oh no i'm just seeing random pictures of random people really it's just 1992 like... oh full house the yeah. alex and nikki oh alex and nikki were also twins on the show i That's forgot about funny. that hmm mkna Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, we're looking at the same thing, probably. Yeah. Sweet Valley High. Whoa. Do you remember the Sweet Valley High books? Oh, my God. Yeah. Good Charlotte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess it was really just MKNA that was yeah. the twin phenomenon. Can we talk about It Takes Two? Yes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. I actually just movie. recently we rewatched it during the pandemic. <gasps> this reminds me, talking about It Takes Two reminds me of the another phenomena of the 90s is the evil wicked stepmom stepmom oh my god yeah the evil wicked stepmom was so everywhere yeah she sucked she sucked in that movie <laughs> she sucks in all the 90s movies she was in it takes two um which is basically a play on the parent trap uh but one of the kids has kind of fallen on hard times and lives in an orphanage and the other one is lives in upstate well new off. york well off yeah. has like is wealthy um and they we don't ever really come to any understanding of whether they were separated at birth we just, yeah, they just have to assume that hanging. they look identical and that that's it they're reunited <laughs> at sleepaway camp yeah they reunited at sleepaway as camp as you and, do in the 90s yeah as exactly and kirstie alley is in it and honestly she's one of my fave what 90s people i yeah. love her so much i just like want to hug her mm-hmm. she's great <laughs> i loved her and it takes two yeah yeah so they have an evil stepmom in that movie yeah really so does really. the parent trap and so does the parent trap there's there's a big kind of trope in 90s movies um especially the rom-coms where you know, a, a kid has a parent who is in love with, you know, their, their mom. And mm. then usually it's the dad. So mm-hmm. dad's in love with their mom. They have a great relationship until they divorce for some unforeseen yeah. circumstance or because they fought and they didn't make up and then they divorce and, um, and then they remarry and they remarry an evil stepmom. Uh, and the kid is just trying to get 
the parents back together the entire movie you know subtly or overtly and now we wonder also why kids of divorce have so much trauma around feeling like it's their fault or their responsibility Mm -hmm. to try and make the relationships of their parents work all those fucking 90s movies are just trying to tell them you just have to get your parents in the same room again and then they'll get exactly like no, your parents, they, they actually do love each other. They just like had a spontaneous decision yeah. to get a divorce and you, it's your, on your shoulders. Yeah. You're the only hope. <laughs> when you reunite, reunite with your long lost twin, it'll all come back it'll together. It'll all come back together. Oh my God. What fucking tragic. weird hijinks the nineties had, you know? Yeah. Ugh, my Mixed God. messages for real. We have now shared so many of our favorite nineties films. I haven't even talked about half the action we movies haven't. or the scary movies i mean of the 90s. we really haven't so we might have to revisit and talk about some other favorites from we'll the see 90s. what we'll see where we get we'll um, see where we get but today we'll leave you with um good we'll vibes. leave you we'll leave you with good vibes a hacky sack a <laughs> slinky and <laughs> and don't forget to feed your tamagotchi yeah don't forget to feed i'm painting a picture for you you're uh eight years old you're sitting on your blow-up chair it's clear purple with your Tamagotchi. You just got finished with your homework and the night is yours. Yeah. And what movie do you, and your Furby's in the corner of your room. Your Furby's in the corner of your room. You took the batteries out of it, but it's still blinking at you, which is so scary. Yep. Terrifying. The eyes light up in the the middle of the night. You wake up from your nightmare to see the Furby's eyes. Anyways, (laughs) we're getting, that's neither here, here nor there. We're getting ahead of ourselves. You're sitting on your blow up couch thinking about what movie you're going to watch. What do you put on? What movie? me no i'm setting the scene for our for our our listeners listeners. well if it was me i'd be (laughs) i'd be watching the secret garden for the hundredth time was that a 90s movie um i had okay dude this movie came on my tv and i remember freaking out i loved it so much that i recorded on a blank video like i recorded it while oh it was my playing gosh. do you remember when you used to record on vhs things that were playing things yeah that were playing on tv and so then i always had the secret garden on vcr and i would just rewatch it all the time it was so good but no it was definitely not from the 90s but i watched it all the time in the 90s i mean it says 1993 no way did okay. you not watch the 1993 version no i must have watched the 1993 version well Add it to your list of great 90s movies. It's on there. Yeah. Added. On that note, this has been Somewhat Decent Reviews. I'm Laura. And I'm Molly. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to talk to the hand because the face don't want to hear it. Double loser. What as if whatever. Get the picture. Duh. Text you later. Duh. <laughs> call later. you later because they didn't call have me, texting. Text me if you want to call me, beat me. If, if you, you want to reach me. me. Oh that was God. early 2000s. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>